And welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am the notorious BLG, aka Maurice Jones, out here in the People's Republic of Texas, where it has been hot and hot and even more hot. Um, and it has been brutal. And I know this because I've been doing yard work for the past two weekends. So, um, no, I mean, it's fun because you own a home and you got to take care of it but it's not fun because when it's 90 degrees outside and you're doing manual labor it's pretty brutal and contrary to contrary to popular belief black people do need sunscreen so i do make sure that i do that that, that i don't get too many sunburns while i'm out there in the, in, in the heat of the sun or whatnot and with me as always here more often than i am is the supreme overlord of liberty amanda out there in the people's republic of california amanda how's it going it's going great. You know, today I unclogged a toilet today and I don't know, like, I mean, I just, it always feels good when you unclog a toilet. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, you know, the, <laughs> the closest thing I'll ever come to, like a masculine sense of coil of dominance. Maybe it's some, I mean, Lacan would have a lot to say about that, Right. but I, I had, uh, I had fun unclogging a toilet. So I feel very successful. There you go. Got to make it work. Speaking of unclogging toilets, there's been a toilet of a trial that has been happening that we were going to talk about last week, um, but we didn't have a chance to get to because we took up the whole show talking about um, this whole leak of the Roe v. Wade thing, which if you haven't checked that episode out, go back and listen to it. Um, you'd have some interesting insight um, to to our, our views on abortion and, and how we think um, things should actually function within the world that we have. So episode 44, go back and listen to it. But um, this uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, uh, I, a lot of people haven't heard of it. And it quite surprises me because I'm like, I, I, I live under a rock and I, and I know what's going on. But um, if you haven't heard, uh, pun intended, no pun intended, um, Amber Heard, the uh during the height of the me too movement accused John, johnny depp of um domestic violence and all and all kinds of things and it 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 in essence like ended his career with everything um he was pulled from pirates of the caribbean yes they are still making those movies they I are almost as bad yeah like somebody was somebody was asking me the other day like are they still making those i was like yeah it's almost as bad as fast and furious like they they're continuing i mean because they're they are literally they're cash cows. Like if you put it out there, people will go out and watch it. So um, they removed Captain Jack Sparrow off of the Pirates of the Caribbean, which doesn't make any sense because, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean is all because of Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, but uh, Johnny Depp is now suing her for defamation because of all the money and things that he has lost because of her accusations. Um very, very interesting trial. It's it's crazy to see how many people are actually Twitter uh Twitter lawyers and TikTok lawyers and everybody putting their 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 two cents on it or whatnot. But um what are your thoughts? Have you have you followed it? Um I'm I'm uh I have I've followed it to the point to where I know like major things, but yeah, I have I have been um, hardcore I, following I, it. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're we're experiencing no, you're fine. some you're technical good. delays. So if people are listening <laughs> to this and one of us talks over the other, it's it's just us figuring out our place in the world. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I I've been hardcore following it, um, and I want to thank especially the YouTube lawyers who are actually lawyers. Um, and there's a team that that is colloquially referred to as LawTube. Um, I think Nick Ricada is pretty well known. I also love Emily D. Baker, who is really good for, in a more coherent, concise way, explaining the court proceedings, what's going on, why it's happening. She's kind of my spirit animal. I love her so much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, fangirling over Emily D. Baker um, and uh, and uh, Joe Joe Neerman, uh, sorry, Niederman. Now I feel bad. But anyhow, there are there are a bunch of really great YouTube lawyers who have been streaming the trial. And I don't know how much our listeners have been following uh, this trial. Usually when there's a big public trial, I end up getting very much into it. I really am fascinated by um, litigation and uh, trial law in particular. Uh, so it's really fun for me to watch. 
Um, and then I start doing practice LSATs and then I have to stop because <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing, Amanda? No, we're not. No, we're not going to know. Um, but at any rate, uh, I, I find it's always interesting to hear multiple people give their rundown of, of the case. And essentially, if those if some, for those of you who don't know, Amber Heard wrote an op ed technically the ACLU wrote an op-ed with Amber Heard's name on it, but since they were representing Amber Heard and writing this op-ed, it was they were they were the party that they were her agent essentially, um, and it was published in the Washington Post, and she talked about domestic violence and sexual violence um, that she experienced during the years that she was married to Johnny Depp. So without saying Johnny Depp's name, she implicated Johnny Depp, and that's what the defamation trial has to do with it's also why uh by the way the defamation trial is being held in fairfax virginia uh it's being held at the old fairfax courthouse which is interesting for me because i actually performed <laughs> at the old fairfax courthouse because <laughs> it's an old old courthouse and it's actually right. really great for shakespeare types of plays so when i was uh probably in middle or no high school um, I did a Shakespeare showcase at the old Fairfax courthouse. So I got to, you know, I get to sort of see them walking in um, and doing all their legal legalisming. Um, it has been quite a show. And while we can't, <laughs> <laughs> while we can't summarize all of it, I think there are a, a few top lines for those who just haven't been following it at all. First of all, there's, this witness, we just have to share this. Isaac, it, he's it, he pronounces it Baruch. It's spelled like Baruch. Um, he was one of Depp's witnesses and was recounting an experience he had, kind of a, a a negative exchange he had with Amber Heard, where he on the stand he used the phrase he said, "Well, I'm just thinking throughout all this, gay cock and yam," which. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the subtitles tra uh, translated this as gay cop. Hmm, yum. Uh, gay cock and yum is a Yiddish phrase. It means go take a dump in a lake uh, or go take a dump in a river. So it was, it was mm. almost perfect for Amber Heard since she's accused of having taken a dump on Johnny Depp's bed. Um, so uh, Isaac Baruch with gay cock and yum was wonderful. Uh, Heard's team, who was alleging that Johnny Depp, of course, did commit all of the sexual assault um, and all of this physical assault and domestic abuse, their story is that nobody was able to tell that Johnny exactly. Depp was abusing Amber Heard horrifically because she's really good with makeup. And there are a few things wrong with this. First of all, the the degree of assault that she is recounting you could not hide with makeup. And to some extent, some episodes would have required surgery, uh, including uh, in her JJ, because she recounted uh, an episode with a bottle going up there and being assaulted and penetrated with a glass bottle, which would absolutely require reconstructive surgery. Um, but time and again, the lawyers are asking these male witnesses, did you notice Miss Heard wearing any makeup? Everyone knows men can't tell when women are wearing basic <laughs> makeup. Like they can maybe tell there's eyeshadow if it's colored eyeshadow. And if it's really right. bright rouge, they can tell. They can't tell foundation. They can't tell concealer. Right. They can't tell yeah. lips and mascara. That's not a thing. But the difference between not wearing makeup and wearing makeup for men is tired and less tired exactly. that's that's about it exactly but yeah the makeup questions um there have been so many in so many witnesses that have been very very interesting one in particular i was just re-watching the testimony of the herd team's expert witness because johnny depp has just rested his case and now it's it's herd's turn as the defense mm -hmm. and there's this uh psych um this <laughs> psychological <laughs> the psychological expert who is claiming that Amber Heard uh, experiences PTSD from from mm. all of this abuse, and she goes up there with a bunch of notes 
which like you can't do that per the rules of evidence. And she's got all of these notes that she hasn't turned over to the plaintiff. She hasn't turned them over to Depp's team. And she's reading off of her notes. Uh, and the, the mm. judge got quite, um, there, there was a bit of an exchange between her and the judge. Anyway, I can't go into the entire summary. I want to, but I can't. <laughs> First, I want to get your thoughts on, on what you know and, and how you're reacting to, to some of this. Oh, I I think I think it is 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 almost pure comedy. Uh, sitting up there and because before or last episode or the, the previous mm-hmm. episode, yeah. we talked about fake crying, and and you can see how Amber Heard is actually responding, and, and it's just like a like she. She uh she's she's being asked some questions and she kind of like stops, she poses, and then she's she's tries to start crying, like right. I mean, she's an act. You see people who uh, just seen that, and then the the speculation. I don't know if you've seen this, but the speculation of Amber Heard actually doing cocaine yeah. in the like in in the stand, and I like I I've never done it, so I don't know how things work. But I will say it is kind of weird to see how she was reacting and she's rubbing her nose without a napkin when she's got or or without a tissue when she's got a tissue in her hand and she's doing like the whole jaw thing, you know, like like just kind of like moving her moving her bottom jaw around. She's closing one nostril. It's just it's just a bunch of fishy things. Now, again, I I think this this whole trial is comical. Um, as far as things things concerned, and I I think it's funny that people actually believe that she is brave enough to do cocaine on a stand, and if she is, oh my goodness, more is what it is. No, um, no complaints there. I mean, and, and then and then I think one of the best things was was when Johnny Depp was on the was on the stand, and Amber lawyers were asking him like so how'd you hear about this or whatnot and he's like well i heard about this and then they said uh objection that's hearsay and he's like but you asked me the question like <laughs> you're asking me the question like it, it is it, it is so funny like i i am not a lawyer um I, I i get uh i i will listen to people who are who are lawyers on tiktok and on other social media sites and they will give their two cents and and they they discuss the whole notes thing um, mm-hmm. as far as like like you're an expert witness and they, they said in some some instances you're allowed to have notes, you just can't read off the notes. Right. And you, and they yeah. were they were going after her because they were just trying to have fun with her, j- j- just kind of like poke at her, like kind of prodding the bear to see like, oh, how how are you going to react? Like, uh and of course she was like, Well, can I look at my notes? Like, can I refer back to them? Is this long enough? Like, oh, uh, it was it has been a huge spectacle that everybody is getting behind. And I, I think somewhere in there, we will, there, there is some, some silver lining of, of maybe possibly if these are all false accusations and, and it comes to, and it comes to light. She, she showed this ramifications for you making false accusations. And, Mm -hmm. And we'll see. I, I saw I saw some ignorant TikToks. People saying, "Oh my gosh, this will give men so much power if he wins because now you know now people will people won't believe the women when they make it when they when they make accusations and things of that nature." And I'm like, "Ah, eh, whatever." Like I don't think that's the case, but we'll we will move on. Um, life will go on or whatnot. But it, but I, I I do I do enjoy it. It is very comical. It's very funny. Um, and, and it is, it is something that I'm interested to hear the outcome of for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned the cocaine on the stand. Um, yeah, it, it does look a lot like what you do when you do (laughs) cocaine. I'll say that. Um, but at the same time, it's incredibly unlikely for a few reasons. I mean, first of all, like you, she gets bathroom breaks. You, you, if you want to go bump a line, you go bump a line during one of the 15 minute breaks, it kicks in and you're good for a few hours. And you you don't, it's not like you go up there in the middle of your testimony. You think, you know, I really should have done a little bit of blow. I really should have just to get me through that. You, that's the decision that if you're going to do it, you make the decision beforehand. You're like, okay, let me get, get through this. 
this and then you go in the bathroom and you know do what you got to do exactly um so i i don't i think it's you know it's highly unlikely it also looks like the kind of thing that someone would do if they were trying not to smudge their makeup or possibly you know maybe trying to make themselves cry and inhale like pepper although mm. even there that i don't really <laughs> put much credence into that you know um what i do see as being important i do think this trial is important i think it's it's more than just entertainment um, even though, you know, we talk about what are the entertaining witnesses and that, and that happens with every trial, right? For sure. But for, for me, it's important because we have this discourse around domestic violence, um, that is very, very gendered and to the mm. extent that it's incredibly harmful for especially kids, mm. um, who are learning about domestic violence and learning about abuse and never learn that the female can be an abuser and that right. I, just to people who, who haven't really considered that it sounds ridiculous. Like if you're a kid and something bad is happening, you know, but you don't know, you don't know when you've only ever seen in like family life education videos, right. you've only ever seen, I'm aware that there's like a light in there's the sun in my face. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to maneuver around when, when you've only seen family life education videos that the abusive parent or whatever, or the abusive partner is the male who drinks beer. Mm -hmm. And there are critical distinctions. Um, there are patterns of abuse that are that vary between men and women. Mm -hmm. And I posted a little bit about this on our, on our Twitter account, but this, this really needs to be taught in a more holistic way, I think, especially to kids, because if you just grow up thinking that only men can be abusers, there's this cognitive dissonance that you will distort and contort yourself into and it'll carry through life where if you encounter abuse from a female, which can absolutely happen, you will just gaslight yourself mm. into oblivion. And it is so crazy making. Yeah. So a, a few patterns that I think it's important to discuss that, that are uh, distinct from that vary from males to females with physical abuse Female abusers are more likely to abuse with objects as opposed mm. to their bodies. Mm. So it's not that they'll never use their bodies, but it's that, you know, a lot of times there will be sort of an intermediary. There might be a hairbrush or right. there might be in Amber Heard's case, there was the Red Bull can that she would throw. She'd throw things at Johnny Depp. Um, there's also verbal abuse is different. It's not as much a threat as it is accusation. So instead of I will kill you, it's more you make me want to kill myself. You are doing this to me. You're doing right. that to me. Um, and right. then with the emotional abuse, the females are more likely to pursue their victims mm -hmm. um, and to make their victims caretake. And that shifts in the cycle of abuse. So whereas after a rage, men are more likely to apologize and reward yep. and get presents and whatever women are more likely to to caretake and just to dote on the person. And so that mm. makes it really difficult to understand that something bad happened because right. there's never been that acknowledgement of something wrong happened. Mm. And a lot of times that's why you will see victims of females in particular doing the apologizing mm. because there hasn't been an apology from the abuser and you want to put a ribbon on that. You want to, you want to kind of get closure to the event and to the rage. So, you know, something bad happened and mm. it's your job to apologize and say, well, I'm sorry. Cause something bad clearly happened. And if you're not going to apologize, right. then I am to, to just make sure it's over. And these are the things that, again, I think we should talk about that. Right. You know, if someone, if someone hurts you with something that isn't their body, it can still be abuse. If someone doesn't respect or set boundaries, of course. that is a type of abuse. Um, and I think I, I'm hopeful, yeah. you know, I'd like this to change the way that we talk about abuse because it is very gendered yeah. and again, to a damaging extent. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I, I, I could not agree anymore with, with all of that just because, I mean, it's, I've, I've seen it happen. And, and of course it, I mean, like you said, when we discuss domestic, domestic violence, domestic abuse and things of that nature, it's, it, it is typically one-sided. 
that's a girl doing something because, but you're a man. So you should be able to take it. Like, you know, you can't hit her, but it's okay for her to put, for her to put her hands on you because you're a man and you're bigger and you should be able to take all those things. And so, um, which is, which is never true. Um, I, and I've, I don't honestly live by this, but there's this motto that, that, that I used to say all the time is if you're, if you were a man and if you're man enough to hit a man, then you're man enough to get hit back. Like if, if you as a female decide to put your hands on somebody, it is 100% in their right to put their hands back on you. Like I, 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 I do not now, I know and understand that, Hey, I am probably stronger than, than, than most females. So I do things to avoid having to hit somebody. And I think that's more of like a self-defense for my part, because I don't mm-hmm. want anybody thinking, Oh, well, he, he should have known better. He knew that he sweat 220 pounds and he packs a punch. Like, you know, more of like, okay, hey, somebody's and, and I am able to remove myself from that situation. But um, hopefully, Hopefully there is there is a little bit of restitution. And, and Johnny Depp even said he's like, he goes, my life will not be the same anymore. Like, like there there is no going back to a sense of normalcy for me. Like, I will not get the life back that I had because of everything that was said and what I was accused of. And and it's it, it is a sad thing because it, it does ruin lives. I mean, it, it really and Amber Heard goes on living hers. And she's in Aquaman's. I mean, Aquaman one wasn't wasn't good, but she's over here making her money and do, doing her job. And I I I will be I will be waiting for the outcome. I'm pumped. I don't I don't wish ill will on a lot of people, so I'm not going to say what I wish for Amber Heard. But I hope that justice is served in the way that me and Ancap feels like justice should justice should be served. Right, so. right. <laughs> um, justice being served. Joe Biden thinks that that the rich people need to um uh pay more money and things of that nature he what was it uh, i think jeff bezos tweeted out um uh a joe biden tax plan talked about how the wealthy are, are part of the reason why inflation is the way that it is and these in this corporate greed um i can't remember the, the the exact context of it but jeff bezos him and his uh he, he is nowhere close to conservative as far as uh, a lot of his views which uh, i wouldn't say outspokenly He's not he's not conservative as far as those things go. Um, he very much told them, like, uh, taxing me is not going to is not going to solve any problem of inflation. It's, it's quite interesting to read. But Joe Biden and his lovely um his lovely speech about tax, uh, I'm sorry, about inflation and some of the causes for inflation and how his administration is handling it. Um, as far as hey, the Republicans are the one who are taxing you guys. Um, hey, his key points of it's I, I guess he got the firmware update too of it's it's Russia's fault that inflation is so high and covid is the is the is is the reason why things are so high and whatnot but um it's it's very it's very interesting it's interesting dynamic to to kind of play out what are your thoughts on on everything that has happened especially right around this this lovely administration of Joe Biden 46. Yeah. So Joe Biden came out the other day and gave a speech about inflation. First of all, in the worst tie ever for <laughs> the camera, I couldn't concentrate on his speech because his tie was also giving a speech. It was very like close patterned tie and the tie was moving because, you know, when you have the, the camera, it was, it was picking up like the, the tie was vibrating and no, I wasn't on drugs. Okay. It was, it, it was one of those, his wardrobe designers, need to think about these things. Um, Joe Biden went out and he and his tie said that inflation uh, was caused by two things. First, a once in a century pandemic, which again, by the numbers lasted for three months. Now we pretended it lasted for much longer than that. By the numbers and by what qualifies as a pandemic, it lasted for three months. Um, It was more accurately caused by the policies that resulted from the, from the reaction to the pandemic, but it wasn't caused by the pandemic. Okay, I don't know of a virus that causes monetary inflation. Uh, that's that's not a thing that viruses do, as far as I know, unless the spike protein is really something else. He also said that inflation was caused by Putin, which once again did the man build a time machine 
and go back in time to 2020 to start wrecking prices? Because if so, yes, I would buy that in, that Vladimir Putin had something to do with inflation. The past few months of inflation are partly due to not just Putin, but to our own interdependence in Europe's interdependence with Russian oil, uh, which didn't need to happen. Uh, we could have been a net exporter. Um, and then we would also be reaping some of some of the dividends from that. We don't have to be in this situation at all. These inflations were caused by policies. They weren't caused by pandemics. They weren't caused by Putin. They were caused by policies. So that's important to remember. Um, and he then attacked these, he, he attacked a plan uh, put forward, not by all Republicans, although he, uh, he pinned it on all Republicans and he pinned it on the ultra MAGA crowd. He talked about the ultra MAGA agenda um, that would raise taxes on the lowest earners, including people who currently pay no taxes. This is not the GOP plan. This is a plan um, that was put forward by Senator Scott, um, Senator Rick Scott. And instead of saying this is Scott's tax plan, Biden calls us the ultra mega agenda. Now, I'm reading from the Washington Post, which gave Biden's claim three Pinocchios. Hmm. The Washington Post says, in February, Scott released a 60-page, 11-point plan to rescue America that offered 128 proposals. Yeah, I think the math on that, you need to go into more detail on those proposals. Of, so, yeah. Anyway, in his introductory <laughs> letter, he noted that this plan is not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Buried on page 34 at the end of a long list of ways purported to combat socialism, which you got to love it, yeah. was this idea, quote, all Americans should pay some income tax to have skin in the game, even if a small amount. Currently, over half of Americans pay no income tax, end quote. Now, this plan has not been supported. It has no GOP backing outside of Rick Scott, although I was thinking of you when I was reading this plan, Maurice, because I wondered <laughs> how you did feel about it um, and, and whether you would want to have every American have some skin in the game, even if it's just paying $100 in taxes. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good uh, what's the word concept, okay? Good concept to have some skin in the game, but I don't I don't think income tax is the way to go when it, when um with with all of that and and I it's it's interesting because I'm, 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 in in reading that reading that same article kind of talking about how uh, Mitt Romney mentioned the same thing or whatnot. Um, people talk about everybody doesn't pay the same level of taxes all so often or whatnot. But um, in order for you to make the best decisions, you need, it needs to affect you. And if I guess that's where great Scott is coming from. Uh, he's not great in my eyes. I, I was just, I, I, like I, I, did, I, I, I was thinking of um, uh, back to the future. Every, every time I see his name, I was like, Oh, I'm thinking back to the future. Like great Scott fake things happen probably not the best way to go about it yeah no well because income tax is of course unconstitutional or it should be unconstitutional right 100 <laughs> yeah and so i would i would like instead of student loan forgiveness i would like that to be income tax forgiveness. oh for sure yeah i'm not i, even I could back that 100 all of this whole i'm paying into something so skin in the game thing doesn't doesn't quite make sense so just forgive everybody's income tax let everybody have their own money, do what they see fit, and grow some wealth via that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, to uh, take a phrase and and twist it a little bit from Ilya Shapiro, um, my income tax uh, identifies as a student loan. We could just claim that. <laughs> For him, it was my mortgage identifies as student loan, which is a little bit better because mortgage is actually a loan, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I could... You know what? Now that I'm paying a mortgage, I could I, I could be <laughs> like, yeah, my mortgage identifies as a student loan, even though I I I'm not asking by forgive anything that 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 I have taken the, the uh, um that I knowing um 
But sorry, I know my internet has been cutting in and out. But I, I did. No, go. I did want to make uh, mention of one thing. And, and I'm not sure, Amanda, if you touched on it, um, on, jo- on Joe Biden's no. lovely little speech. Um, <clears throat> one thing that he said, and it drives me up the wall, and it, 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 it drives me up the wall when anybody mentions this, when they say COVID shut down the, the world and, and COVID did this and COVID did that. I say, no, COVID didn't do any of that. Governments did that. You guys were the ones who decided to shut down, shut this down and shut that down and say, hey, no, we can't do this. And hey, no, we can't do that. Now, did COVID have, have an effect on things? Yes, it did. But COVID did not tell people they couldn't work. COVID did not tell people, hey, you, um, <clears throat> we have to increase the demand on said things, even though we're not increasing the supply. COVID didn't do all that. Government said, you know what? If you're not deemed essential, you can't go to work. The amount of uh, over because the people weren't working. Nobody was doing anything. And then all of a sudden you come in office and now you're taking credit because people are now going back to work. And that's a job that you created. No, that's not how it works. Like, and especially when you're going off percentages, like it's, it's your, it is very, I'm going over. I'm, we, we did, a, we did, we talked about statistics in my class. I said, it is very easy to manipulate data and say, Hey, this is causing for this. Like one of the things that, that, that we talked about is, is um, they, they said from 19, from 1988 to 2018, if you invested in the stock market and, and this, these are the returns that you would have. And I told my girl why they, so there's a reason why they stopped in 19, 1988. So there's a reason why you have a huge number of percentage of job increases year over year. Because Half, yes, you can when, when your government is the one who shut it down. I, I guess you could say, hey, we fixed the problem, even though you're the one who broke the leg in the first place. So mm-hmm. eh, it is what it is. Did you, by the way, so we were we were going to head in, we thought we might head in a couple different directions, but you were talking about, you know, we're talking about investments. Did mm-hmm. you want to give us your rundown of what happened with Luna and let people know why mm. Luna is so, and I'm sad because I probably won't be able to hear half of it because of the <laughs> internet issue. But you can tell me later after the show. Um, For sure. So, what what is Luna, and <clears throat> why did so many people lose money on Luna, other than making questionable financial decisions? <laughs> Honestly, it it people lost money because of volatility lack of certainty and fear is honestly mm-hmm. really what happened what luna was once the number three ranked cryptocurrency behind bitcoin and ethereum um on most exchanges uh and went from not an all-time high but went from trading very you know trading relatively high to losing 99.99 and then some more nines after that uh, percent of its value in 24 hours. Um, Luna was supposed to be pegged to a stable coin, um, and it lost its peg. It lost its peg pretty drastically. And we're back. <laughs> I didn't know where you were, but I was just talking a little bit about what Luna was. And yes. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and you probably may have picked off exactly where where I dropped off because because I, I okay. was discussing that as well too. Like, hey, okay. like Luna's pegged to a stable coin. It was supposed to be a, a coin that was established to the U.S. dollar, and I want and it was and so you had like three big three big they call them whales. So three big whales that were that were um kind of like hey like this is the way to go. This is the way to go, and there was a slight deviation. I want to say. At the time, it started off as like seven cents, so it was supposed to be a dollar, and then it went down to like ninety three cents for 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 every single coin. And people kind of got a little bit itchy on, it. and they're like, "So you so you saw a few people actually sell, and so they they brought it back up to close to a dollar, and then it just tanked. It went from from a dollar to seventy three cents, and then nearly, and then after that, people just panicked." You're like, oh my gosh, like this is this is not supposed to happen. This is not how things are supposed to be going on. Everybody just sell, sell, sell. And so everybody got out. 
And so that's where I, and that's because of the coin, that stable coin that was attached to Luna caused Luna to go from $300 to, I think it was like 30 cents, like 28 cents or something like that. Like it was, it was a huge drop in the span of 24 hours. Like, I mean, it was huge. huge. I know one of the teachers that I talked to, he had, he had about, he had about $800 in Luna and, oh. and lost I mean, I mean, lost all of it. Like there's 99.9999. Exactly. Like, I mean, it is valued at the toilet paper that you wipe your butt with. Like it is less, less. It's, it's so bad. It is so bad. And I feel for people who invested so much into that, um, mainly because it's, I mean, that's what investments are like, like it, it, it is a huge risk. It's a huge risk. Um, and when you have these, these big players that, that, that are, you know, telling you like, Hey, this is, this is attached to this coin and you're trying to, you're, and you're trying to find something to stabilize it. Like these are risks that you run when you're dealing with things like this. Like let's not act like cryptocurrency is some, is, is something that's been established for so long. I think because of people's attachment to Bitcoin. And people see what Bitcoin is doing that they assume that everything, everything as far as crypto under the sun is stable as far as like, as far as the ability, like you may lose some money here and there, but you're not going to lose everything, you know, and um, and that is that is not true at all. Uh, it is one of those things of of you have to make sure that you know when to when to get in, when to get out. Um, these are. These are risky. I'm not. I, I don't like calling investing gambling. I don't like calling investing in crypto or stock market gambling because it's not like if you have a strategy, like it is very much something that that that, that can be attained to. But but when you have three big players who 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 recognize that and then they start shorting things and they and, and then they start saying like, oh well, we still got to make money off of this, and and so they 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 in essence pretty much do do some arbitrage and go here 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 um and causing because they once they realize luna's on the way down they're like okay like we can't we're not saving this because everybody else is panicked so we're going we're just going to cause it to be to be worth nothing to begin you know in, in the very end anyway so it's 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 sad um but it's it's a learning experience for a lot of people and uh, I think it's it's a learning it's a learning experience for for cryptocurrency in general because people people it teaches everybody like hey this stuff is not as stable as we think it is in its current state like it's not there there are some things that need to be worked out and just because you, and just because you're, you're 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 basing something off of something that you deem as stable doesn't mean that it's stable like I mean the U S dollar itself isn't stable so what makes so attaching anything to it to say hey yeah this is stable is 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 making that much more risky. Yeah, and and so again, this is this is one of those times that I am a big believer in cryptocurrency. For I sure. think I made that clear on uh, over the course of several episodes. Um I dollar cost average. Me too. Um when you are this is stuff that a lot of people know and then sometimes we forget in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Even when you're day trading, even when you're making an hourly trade uh, even when you're making a trade under the course of less than an hour which i rarely do i've done it occasionally and that really is burn money that is that is as close to gambling as it gets Mm -hmm. um when you look and you see the you know the the metrics and you look at you know at, at different stats for a given coin and you say okay i would imagine this to go up uh, over the next several minutes. And so I'm going to buy this much and then I'm going to take it right back. Again, that's as close to gambling as it gets. And with any any type of, of coin, first of all, you never want to put all of your eggs in one basket, including right. fiat, including yes. fiat. Yes. Um, and, you know, stable coins are, are, are pegged to various iterations of fiat, which is also dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for for people who who do get into coins and and get get behind the hype of something, for me, one of 
the biggest tips that has saved me time and time again is do not invest in a project if you don't know what the project is, <laughs> if you don't know how it works. Yes. Okay. I can't recite the Bitcoin white paper backwards and forwards. But I can explain more than probably the average person on the street. Mm. I can tell you why Polkadot is to me, why I, why I feel that it's valuable. I can tell you about Cardano. Mm. I can't tell you a whole lot about many of the coins that go up and down uh, on, on Coinbase every single day. And right. there's a reason for that. Because yeah. a lot of times people aren't forthcoming about yeah. the project you know is this an oracle crypto is this a store of value is this inflationary is this non-inflationary if you don't know how it works if you don't know what the value prop is and if it doesn't have a unique value prop mm. then those are sort of red flags yep um and this is not to disparage anyone i know it's got to be so so rough um, you know, Luna was, I was looking at, at the numbers. So on April 27th, it was 86.18. And then it went to less than a cent, much, much, mm. much less than a cent yeah. by May 4th. Um, and, you know, it's, it's in, so anytime you make another buy order also on Luna, they have to print more. Or yeah. not print more. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking right. about that. You know, they, they, they have to mint more. Mm. So that's going to be a problem in terms of getting that value back up. Yeah. Um, you know, again, some basic tips, not giving out huge financial <laughs> advice, but I think it's, I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident in saying, know what a project is before you invest in it, yes. just like you would in the stock market. Yep. You wouldn't invest in something random where you just, you hear, Oh, this sounds, people are buying this thing. The price is going up. No. What is Amazon? Why right. is Amazon popular? Why is yep. Twitter popular? Um, but everything's down right now because the Fed is doing what the Fed needs to do and the Fed is raising interest rates. So yep. um, uh, the market in general is is down. Um, I see it as a good time to dollar cost average every For time sure. something dips 5% or more. But that's me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you risk seek when you're young and right. uh, only only so much, only as much exactly. as you can. Exactly. And, and I'm actually teaching this to my my class right now, like, I mean, we're two weeks from the end of school, like we're going to do something fun. So we're going over investing. And so they have this, this portfolio of a hundred thousand dollars and they're investing. And what you just said is exactly what I tell them. If you do not understand it, you do not need to invest in it. Most of you guys, when you grow up, are going to have some sort of retirement, 401k, a Roth IRA, 403b, whatever you work, however that works. And you're going to have money into a stock market that you have no idea what the stock market is. And so we're going to give you a general basis of that. And so if you don't understand it, don't put money into it. And, and, and I'm telling them that. And of course they're like, Oh, well, Hey coach, my portfolio is going up or it's going down. And, and they're like, I, I'm just losing a whole lot of money and this, that, the third. And I'm like, I get it. I was like, this is a bad time to invest. Um, if you are doing things for a short term, as in, because we're only investing for two weeks. Mm -hmm. I was like, but it's a great time for long term. So we just were, we are 100% like going through this and saying like, Hey, this is why you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You, you know, a, a, a lot of, I think there are maybe four people out of, out of all the students, I think there's like 150 in this specific game that are actually positive in their, in their portfolio value. Wow. And that's because, that's <laughs> right. Well, and that's because one of them is like deep into crypto and he saw all this and he shorted all of this stuff. And so he's making like, and, and so he, and he's teaching everybody at his table, like what he did. And so he's up, like, I think like he and the other, and the other people at his table, they're up about, I think the one is up 18%. One of them is up like 45% um, over the course of span of a week or whatnot. And so, I mean, they're, they're doing well, but and it's it's all because of what they're doing with, with said crypto. And so, but everybody else is down and they're just like, like this, that, and the third. And so I tell them, I was like, this is why you, you, your portfolio needs to be diversified. So you have things like, let's say, so you're investing in specific stocks and then you have specific bonds and then you have, um, and then you have, um, maybe some cash investments and things of that nature. And, and, and I know that interest rates are stupid low, 
whatnot. But there are people who use who use CDs for their income because and all they do is they have the CD in there and they just the, whatever interest that they earn off that. That's what they're living off of because they're older and they're retired. And so they they don't necessarily have to they don't necessarily have all of these debts and things of that nature. And so um, one, one of my kids was telling me, like, there's this lady who she's got about two, two and a half million dollars in CDs and she just lives off the interest. She's just like, mm-hmm. OK, here you go. Like and, and that's her income for the month and so forth. So if you are able to 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 diversify your funds, then you are you are. Yes, your accounts will go down, they will decrease, but you are not going to lose an entire life savings. You're not going to want to unalive yourself because of things that happen in the market, because things are going to go down. Like it is, it is the way the world works. Like things go up, things go down. Markets, markets rise, markets fall. Like they are just like, they're just like cultures. They're just like countries. They're just like societies. They rise and they fall. Um, now, here recently, they fall a lot harder because of what governments have been doing. But nonetheless, but they they rise and they fall. And so knowing and understanding that you you need to figure out the best way to shield yourself from a massive fall. Be like uh, if little tidbit, if you guys have not watched the big shorts, I would encourage you to. It is a great movie. It's an even better read. It is um, based off of um, a few people who made a lot of money over the housing crisis in 2008 and how they did that. And um, and it is not a it's not a fun like, oh, yeah, superhero movie like like, oh, yeah, it's great because you realize that these people made a whole lot of money at. at the. Stuff um, millions of people or whatnot, and it wasn't they didn't they didn't like like uh, they didn't necessarily um, do this through nefarious acts. Like this wasn't like anything like they were doing behind the scenes. It was they were just betting that the market was going to crash and that these securities were not as stable as they were, and it paid off for them. And because it was paying off for them, it means that that things are bad for other people. So like I mean, it's almost a similar same thing as shorting the company. Like teaching my students because well, I'm like, hey, like I'm shorting. In my portfolio, like I'm, sh- I'm shorting Tesla, like, and which was a good investment for me. Um, but, and they're like, what is shorting me? And so I tell them, I was like, hey, look, this is not a trading class. I'm not teaching you how to do this stuff, but you are betting that the stock price is going to go down. And they're like, that seems bad. I was like, well, if they're not a stable company, then you, and then, then these are ways to hedge your bets and things of that nature. And they're like, oh, okay. And so, but, Watch the big short. It is a great movie. I wish I could have shown it to my students, but it is rated R and it's got some some scenes in there that are not deemed appropriate for school. So I so I, I'm not allowed to I'm not allowed to teach them to, to, to I'm not allowed to allow them to watch it. But on your own time, watch the big short. Great movie. What I'm angriest about, Maurice, is that now we will never have Elon Musk as a guest on our podcast. <laughs> Because you just admitted to shorting Tesla. And I would just like to say, Elon, I didn't I had no part in that. I think short sellers you know, get they get no respect from me. Elon, it is paper money. It is all fun. I assure you. <laughs> and 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 I can show you my trading notes. And I put and I shorted Tesla and I put because Elon hates shorts. But I still love Elon. Like so, it 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 is it it is all fun and games. It 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 really is, and it's um it's I would never like. I, I mean, I I probably would never short Tesla in real life, mainly because I don't I don't have that kind of buying power, <laughs> and nor do I want uh, the volatility of Tesla in uh shorting Tesla in my market because of how quickly Elon Musk can make make short sellers pay like yeah and he does it. and he love he lives for it he lives for it and i live and i live yeah. for it yeah I, I live for him living for it like it is awesome when he's tweeting something out and he's like you short sellers i will get you and so and and he does he does he's made them pay each and every time it is not fun so it is what it is so that being said make sure you are diversified you, you diversify your portfolio um and so forth Thank you for listening. If you suffered through this hour long 
uh, podcast. I don't know how great this audio is going to be. I know the video is not going to be great because you will see myself come in and out and you will see me cause a circle everywhere that I go, freezing this, freezing that or whatnot. Thank you to my lovely internet. Um, I am trying to get this hardwired because I'm sitting based off of Wi-Fi. And of course, my router is in a completely different room, completely different uh, downstairs. Does not, and I'm the, I'm nearly the, probably almost the, the furthest away from the router that I can be. So I'm surprised that I'm getting as good of, as good of a connection as I am today. So, um, hopefully that, that problem will be remedied next week. But you've made it this far. Please, 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 um, leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. Um, do all of that. Follow us everywhere we are. Again, Subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, Civil Discord Podcast. Oh, excuse me. Subscribe to us uh, on on Apple Podcast. Leave us a five star rating review. Follow us. Follow Amanda at Ajax the Griff on Twitter. Follow uh, follow our our Civil Discord um, uh, account as well at Civil Discord Pod on Twitter as well. To remember, all the crazy stuff that comes out is me. All the stuff that is logic that is logical. And seems very um, well put together as 100% Amanda. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I'll take credit for that too. If 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 it's something that you're going to get mad over and cause a scene, it's 100% me, and I will 100% take all the credit. You can come after me in my inbox as well too. Um, follow us. Follow me on uh, Instagram at Call Me Maurice. We made a great announcement last week. Last Sunday, we made a, made a huge announcement. And for those of you who are listening and those of you who care about my personal life, my wife is having a baby and we are having a precious little girl and we are super excited. I am more excited than she is, but um, I will be a girl dad here in September whenever um, as, as long as God allows for that to happen. But so follow us at follow me at call me Maurice again and follow us at Civil Discord podcast on Instagram as well. I've been contemplating creating the TikTok account or not. Um, mainly probably i mean i may i may not i don't know but we'll see in the near future maybe if i have time over the summer during my break i can do all that too but um subscribe to our youtube channel sorry again for this video if this video is not great you can 100 blame me it is my fault but do all of that and we will be back again with another episode of civil discord your weekly dose of radical curiosity until then y'all be easy stay fierce